astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good, Good to morning. talk to you. We haven't talked all week. I know. Happy Libra season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How can that be, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm, my gosh. Well, you know, we had the fall equinox. It kind of kept in, crept in quietly uh, last Friday night, somewhere around midnight-ish here on the East Coast, West Coast, I should say. And we're now in Libra season. Yes. So the daylight is decreasing and the season of gatherings kicks off. I love that term gathering, right? Libra is a cardinal sign. It kicks off a new season, the fall. And isn't it funny? I mean, funny how we all start pulling together. We want to get together. We want to, you know, go to the games and like a football game and sit kind of close to each other in the stands or we, you know, Halloween's coming and we want to oh, not get into the neighborhood and what's going on with the people, how everyone's decorating. And that just leads us. It leads us into Scorpio, obviously, at some point. But, you know, then we have Thanksgiving where we want people at the table. Mm-hmm. And then at Christmas time, I mean, it's almost a law right <laughs> there's real obligations to show up in certain homes you know Absolutely. during that time period well gatherings are a way to bring warmth and life mm-hmm. life and light into the home as yeah. the days get shorter so yeah. it's just interesting i started um last week off with a gathering at my house oh. um you know, and it just, it brought a lot of life into the home. And even today, as we're recording, 68 is the high in Las Vegas, which is just wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It feels like the season has changed almost overnight. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So this, this is Libra, what we're describing, right? Mm-hmm. Connections, feeling connected. And of course, shoulder to shoulder type of connections, you know, intimate, close relationships, but also just the idea that we're all going in, we were all going to an event together. We're going to meet up even with strangers that we don't know yet. So there's Libra seeks togetherness. They, they sense, they, they, they value connections. I know somebody, my guy, right? my ac person right people take ownership of certain people that they that that help them out right that resolve their issues problems yes and we haven't said it yet but you know venus i'm sorry yeah venus is the ruler of libra and so we're continuing our series uh, this year where we take the planet that rules the season and then we go through what that planet means in all the signs so if you have your chart get it out. If you have your friends or your family's charts, get it out. We're going to locate Venus today to find out what the Venus means in all 12 of the signs. And for those who've been listening or those who are just knowledgeable about astrology, uh, yes, Venus rules Libra, but it also rules Taurus. If you've been listening back in Taurus season, yeah, we went through uh, an exercise with Venus, but this is a, this is a finer point. Uh, Venus 
uh, is the ruler of Taurus, which is an earth sign, and also of Libra, which is an air sign. And there's a difference in the interpretation, very subtle, but generally Venus in Taurus puts a lot of focus on assets, on stability, on like maybe owning a home or having a rental property or having a nice car to drive, right? So things that really are, oh, we can see this, right? Yeah. But Libra's is an air sign. So we have more focus on just intangibles, maybe. Yeah. Connections. Like I know, uh, you know, I know that singer on stage. I, I, you know, she's in my group. I know who she is. That's a connection that Libras would really value. It really emphasizes the difference of the earth sign, which would be Taurus, that more stable, grounded, secure, maybe even stubborn, you know, sometimes versus the air sign, which would be Libra. And that's the connector, the air sign. You can almost like draw lines between the people, right? When we talk about air, okay, mm-hmm. how does my mind connect to your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a favorite thing about Libras could be, you know, uh, Venus being rulers, I'll call my lawyer, my lawyer, my lawyer will be talking to your to you to you soon, you know, type of thing where you kind of leverage because you're connected. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, we have because we have two major Libras in our family, you know, both into more artistic expression, beauty, yeah. refinement, uh, uh, aligning with people that are really good at what they do. Yeah, and it's a little uh, more refined thinking they have. Well, we also have to talk about, I think we've discussed this before when we talk about Libra, but, you know, Libra, they're ruled by the scales. And so a lot of times they're kind of dubbed as being in balance. Right. But I think in your experience and in my experience, it's like Libras are always trying to get balanced, but therefore they kind of are out of balance. And so in that it sounds like an insult at first, but I always joke like, well, you want the Libra to bring the booze to the party because they're not just going to show up with one, you know, kind of single serving mm-hmm. uh, container. They're going to say, oh, I brought three or four because I didn't know. So they can do things in excess or when they find something they're passionate about, they can really lean into it where it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, they're they're the best of the best when it comes to that because they go all in. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, a nice way of saying as well is that Venus or Libras, excuse me, are seeking those moments of bliss. Yeah, they love the high of the moment, whether it's a concert and everyone's, you know, in tune with what's happening on stage, the crowd is swaying. That's a moment of bliss. Yeah, right. It can be at a family dinner where all of a sudden everyone's laughing together. It's a moment of bliss. They really like to instigate those they like to be in the midst of that energy so in some level it's it's the it's a juice it's a currency yeah if and we they, switch, they're very they're they are sensitive to things that it could be how it could be nicer how it could be better the refinement piece yeah the refinement process always going on so before we get into venus in all 12 of the signs did you want to talk about what is going on for Libras right now? It just because, hey, they may, they're probably being challenged right now with Saturn is in their solar area of work. 
So the work environment is being uh, probably a little stressed out. Maybe there's some uh, severances going on. Maybe there's some downsizing. Maybe there's some threat to their position. Um, that in general, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever met anyone who got real happy when Saturn went into their sixth house, right? <laughs> No, they, they get, they're, they're worried, they're concerned, they're thinking, do I need to leave? Should I exit now? Should I wait and see what happens? Yeah. So yeah, there is some concerns that the, their work environment should be restructuring. And we don't want to rob them because they may have the power to say, yeah, the writing's on the wall, I need to find another place to go. Yeah, when Saturn moves into that area, there's a dutifulness mm-hmm. and a, like a responsibility to feel like, okay, I need to rework my work situation and even if you don't work if you're a libra listening that you're too young or uh, you've retired already there should be some challenges in how you serve so mm-hmm. maybe your maybe you grant babysit your grandkids and and that's being changed like mm-hmm. so think of how you serve maybe even if you're not necessarily paid for it absolutely yeah yeah okay so let's uh take a quick commercial break before we move into venus in all of the signs Hey, Mom and Me family, Halloween is just around the corner, so if you're planning a Halloween party, event, or dinner, this is just your friendly reminder to book entertainment. Hiring a professional astrologer or tarot reader adds a level of fun and excitement to your party and exposes your guests to something new. Not planning a party but attending one? I've got you covered. I created the Cosmic Coaster, which is a disposable coaster with a QR code that links to a digital tarot reading written by me. These are a great icebreaker that won't break the bank or a great hostess gift. To book your upcoming entertainment or to order coasters, head over to my website, www.thekatewind.com. Okay, welcome back. So now we are going to go through Venus in all 12 of the signs. This might be a little bit of a refresher from the Taurus episode since we did talk about Venus before. But the thing is, is one, in astrology, many times you have to hear it more than once. Oh my God, sometimes four, five, six times, if I finally grasp it and it sticks. So yeah. yes, this yeah. is this is good refresher. Yes. And then two, I mean, every time that we speak, I think we might describe it a little bit differently. So we might say it in a way that makes more sense this time or feels more relatable. Absolutely. So with that said, let's start, start with Venus in Aries. I like to call them builders. Venus and Aries, they want to build something. They want to build a program. They want to build a company. They want to, you know, they want to start kind of like lay the foundation and we're going to build upon it, so to speak. So because of that, Venus and Aries, sometimes they like DIY projects, right? They like to jump in there. We're going to put this together. We're going to assemble it. I mean, you have Venus and Aries, don't you? I do. Right. I mean, I've seen you tile the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've never tiled the floor before. In fact, I've seen you do it twice. Yeah. I walked in on you that one day and when you were tiling your entry and it's like, yeah. what? You did tile work on your fireplace. Yep. I mean, you've done, actually, you've done other things as well, but uh, yeah. I think if we talk about Venus today in regards to like friendships yeah. or love, just mm-hmm. since we're talking about um, Libra, you know, uh, Venus and Aries can be people that when they meet new people, they're very proactive. But we just met, let's hang out. And the Venus and Aries is saying, does October 2nd work? That, oh, good. Yes. You know, they can be one to like make the plans or build like the word that you used, the friendship where a lot of people will say, oh yeah, let's get together. And then oh. there's no 
it's just guilty. left guilty <laughs> in the open. Yeah. Where Venus and Aries can be like, no, if you, if we say we're going to do it, like I'm, we're, we're actually going to do this. So they can be very proactive with getting dates on the book or getting something solidified to move forward in friendships or relationships. Mm-hmm. Next, let's talk about Venus in Taurus. Mm-hmm. This one can be dangerous. I mean, it's actually very nice. It's very good. Usually it gives an incredible aesthetic about the person, whether how they see color or they could be very uh, just good at design. They could be good at balance. Venus and Taurus is kind of a indulgent energy. Um, uh, and many times it's associated in general with a good life, that yeah. they like the nicer things in life. They seek out the nicer experiences in life. Yeah. And when it comes to relationships, they might be a little bit more slow moving with relationships. Um, or it could take them a long time to leave a relationship, especially if it's providing some sort of stability. Like fin- financial. Yeah. I've seen clients with Venus and Taurus. And even if the marriage, let's say, is not good, they have real difficulty leaving the comforts, the creature comforts yeah. that a separation might require. Yes. But it's a nice one. I mean, they, they, they're fun to go shopping with. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, next, we'll talk about Venus in Gemini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a conversationalist. Yeah, you know, that that's someone who just always can can segue into you know push the subject along, uh, use a lot of humor, uh, have a great laugh, uh, something that is entertaining that people like. They're always kind of not happy to see you, but because it's the idea you're going to have a juicy maybe gossip even something to share, some new, unique take on it. So uh, we have a lot of focus on the communication skills being a little more refined. Absolutely, and when it comes to relationships, these could be great first dates because the conversation could be uh, endless, uh, yeah. or even just getting in an elevator with Venus and Gemini, right? That they might. Oh. Yeah, you can make a friend. You can make a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They also, I think, uh, have maybe a tendency to not be able to stay still. So again, when we talk in that relationship kind of sector friendship, this might be the friend that's saying, okay, well, let's go hiking. Like, I don't want to just sit around at the bar and, you know, like what kind of activity can we do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Next, we'll talk about Venus in Cancer. You know, the word that comes to mind is family. They have some great sense of loyalty. And and yes, it can work against them at some point, but they can be exceptionally loyal. My alma mater, my hometown, of course, my children, my family, that's obvious. So they do love that cocoony feeling like these are my safe. This is my safe room. These are my safe people. Um, and so they can be patriotic on some level, patriotic, loyal, yeah. very conscientious to the family. Yeah. They, uh, because they love comfort, these might be great cuddlers, mm. you know, or like, oh, I need to always hold hands, right? That there could be more physical touch as well um, involved in relationships or friendships, even. This could be yeah, the one that. Very- if there's a family business, they could. This can be a very nice placement for a family-run business. Yep. Next, let's talk about Venus in Leo. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Venus and Leo, there is something oftentimes that you think of performance, where you think of the idea of maybe being active on a stage of some sort, wanting to show off what they can do. And again, we're not talking about perfection here. The child with Venus and Leo may just like to prance around, might like to do headstands, do something that's going to capture everyone's attention in the group. Uh, for adults, oftentimes they're very proud, exceptionally proud of their children. And they um, maybe give them opportunity uh, that maybe the average child doesn't get. So they're going to make sure they have the best costume at Halloween, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, have the opportunity to go see something in person where other children aren't going to go there. So um, there's, a, there's a celebration of children. It's a celebration of life. So Venus and Leo, certainly, I always think they like the party. They like to connect with people very strongly in social situations. Yeah. Venus and Leo could be a little showy as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's like that need for them to build legacy. Mm -hmm. How am I going to be remembered? And that can be very simply, like, I want everyone to remember the dress that I wore to that party. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Again, very short-term legacy, but the next day, oh, did you see, you know, Tina's <laughs> outfit type thing, um, or that long-term legacy as well. What am I going to be known for? But they like want to make a statement. They want to put their stamp on society or very individualized groups. Right. Or set in settings. Uh, next, we have Venus in Libra. A Virgo. No. Oh, not sorry. Oh, yep. Oh, yep. Sorry. Venus in Virgo. <laughs> you know, Venus in Virgo, the person generally has an inc a lot of focus on language skills. Maybe they like to just talk, maybe endlessly. Uh, they may be very much into the details, but they may really get have a lot of words described like lovely situations. Um, like some people might say, well, that way we had a good time. And the, the Venus in Virgo might go, great detail about what made it a good time. This is just an observation, but people with Venus and Virgo, I think they generally attract people who don't speak as much, mm. right? They kind of make up, they kind of double up on the, the language, uh, describing things, maybe even dominating the conversation a little bit. So when you're saying they go into great detail, they might not just um, say, oh, yeah, it was a good dinner. Oh, the shrimp came out on yeah. this plate. And then they might talk about the very specific ingredients or herbs that were on the dish. Yeah, they'll tell you about the waiter that served it. Yeah. They'll talk about the people that were next door at the next, next table, I should say. You know, they go into a lot of detail. Again, the detail because they see beauty. They see beauty in the details. Neither of us have that. So we are not even doing a great job impersonating what it would sound no, like. No, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no. But Venus and Virgo also can be very choosy about uh, skincare, uh, makeup. Uh, you know, that doesn't work for me. Only this product works for me. There's a refinement going on here. That's Venus. Virgo finding the best. So, yes, does it sound picky on some days? Yes, it sounds picky or can sound critical. But again, what works the best for them? What's been their experience? Yeah, I feel like going into like a Whole Foods or like a vitamin shop, oh, yeah. a supplement shop, like take someone with Venus and Virgo because they have the patience or even the understanding to 
read the labels and tell you why, which one is the best. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's from trial and error too, of like what they've tried yeah. themselves. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now Venus and Libra. Okay. Here we come. Venus and Libra. Well, we've, you've, you introduced the word earlier about, you know, uh, unbalanced mm-hmm. seemingly sometimes, but when it comes to, into Venus and Libra, wow. Again, they're looking for those moments of bliss. They're looking for that sense of perfection in love. So it's a high bar. It's a high bar to hit with this, uh, with this placement in, in someone's chart. Meaning, did they open the door? Did they, uh, did they you know, uh, have their manners, please and thank yous, things of that nature. Um, they, they, Venus and Libra wants to be immersed in some sort of something that's passionate. They love the, the search for love. And it could, could even be the flirtation. They might enjoy that whole, the whole storyline of how a relationship, a romantic relationship can come together. But I also should say the business relationship, that they love that socializing with someone, making a connection and networking, and then remembering that name and seeing them again the next time. They love that layering on of connection. Venus and Libra reminds me of like uh, Disneyland, like Disney movie love. Oh, okay. Like just the perfect story, Mm -hmm. like the ending, right? That it's all just very kind of fantasized, I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah, the orchestra playing in the background, you know, yeah, that's Venus and Libra. But, but, you know, boy, you want someone to organize a party, you know, have a lot of, you know, style about it, romance about it. Yeah, these are that those are your people, Venus and Libra. Right. And Libra, there's a lot of beauty in Libra. So again, these can make great artists as well. Mom talked about the event planning, but even just great design. Yeah. They could have an eye to go to home goods with them. Like, okay, pick out the pillow. That's gonna match my couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Next, let's talk about Venus in Scorpio. Yeah, that's interesting because that comes, the word passion oftentimes is associated with that placement, but sometimes it's very controlled passion. Maybe you want, they want something really badly, but they're not going to, they're just going to stealth move forward in getting it. They might not broadcast it to everyone that this is what I want. So they can be a little um, below the surface in their passion. So it's not maybe super obvious to everyone else. Uh, they can deflect many times, even if they, you say something critical to them, they can kind of be thick skinned on some level. They don't let it break their armor, if you want to think about it that way. Um, and they generally are very actually, persistent, stubborn in knowing what they want to do, knowing what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. I think Venus and Scorpio, this would be a great person that you could tell your secrets to. Oh. Um, I think that they, they, they're kind of a vessel for holding things. So whether it's this, you tell them the secret or they're the person that they're behind closed doors in the meeting that they know what's really going on at the company. Uh, they might have a really good poker face. Uh, the confessional. Yeah. With a good Catholic background. Yes. Venus and Scorpio is the confession confessional booth where you know you you tell your sins so to speak but they also are pretty savvy in picking up connections between people 
obviously sexual connections or the idea that, oh, you don't like that person. So they're really generally astute uh, observers. Yeah. And people could feel comfortable telling them kind of taboo things because Mm -hmm. they might not have as big of a reaction as maybe some of the other Venus signs that we've talked about where they might just say, okay, and then what? (laughs) Like they might not have that wild reaction to who did you sleep with or what did you do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, let's talk about Venus in Sagittarius. You know, that's me, Venus in Sagittarius. And generally this kind of romanticizing um, education romanticizing travel. I'm much more of a, I romanticize travel more than I actually do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love the concept idea of it, but do I do it? Not so much. But the idea is uh, Venus and Sagittarius generally is kind of a lucky placement for getting aid or assistance through life. And whether that means a scholarship or whether it means that you just have the right connection. Uh, Again, it looks easy from the outside, I think, for the most part. Um, I think one of the interesting things about Venus and Sagittarius is that you may find that you have a lot of good friends at distance. You might be very good at, you know, the idea of uh, being able to maintain a relationship that you don't really see on a regular basis, but that you stay connected to that person. Absolutely. So you can have friends all over the world with Venus and Sagittarius. Um, And because there's probably a value on that education. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of course, these can be people that are always learning, so they're always reading or they have multiple degrees, um, but they could also just attract partners or friends who are in that teaching or coaching space. Yeah, I got to tell the story. You know, I met uh, your dad and he was uh, I was teaching at Drake University in Des Moines. And I was, even though there were some other obstacles about the relationship, the moment I knew that he taught at the university, I, I had a... I was fascinated by that concept. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, one of the first things he did is, why don't you come sit in one of my classes? You know, well, oh, that, wow. I did it. That was a big deal that I walked onto the campus of Drake and sat there, you know, as a, as a, you know, a 29 year old, you know, amongst the college students and, and, and listened to one of his classes. Wow. That's cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it was, that was the draw. That was the flicker. There was something about that that really intrigued me. It wasn't when he knew his big three when you met him. <laughs> That's true, too. He, he, <laughs> he knew astrology. He knew astrology. And that, again, he was smart. He was smart. Smart people know astrology, right? <laughs> right, right. Not everyone would agree with that. But in my world, wow, you know about that? That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, next, let's talk about Venus in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Venus in Capricorn is, you know, it's methodical advancement, methodical advancement. It generally is where uh, you, you like you pick the career you want to go to or the where you want to live and then you work your way up into the neighborhood you want to get into the position you want to get. There's a lot of patience with Venus in Capricorn. Uh, of course, the obvious thing is Venus in Capricorn, you might be in the arts, you might be in the world of design, you may know how to make things look nice. Yes, that's certainly possible. But this is a cool, really cool energy because they do rise to the top in whatever their passion is. But again, it's the long haul, you know, at the 10 year class reunion, they might not be very impressive. But boy, have them come back at the 20th, 
reunion or the 30th reunion of the high school class, and they will have achieved great. Yeah. I think also when it comes to relationships, they might have a much more practical approach to love and relationships. Um, So they might not be the extremely showy person when it comes, like they they might not be more I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said that last time. I just, I talked. Oh, I said they're apt to marry someone older. Oh yeah. That's right. Someone who is more settled, someone who is not as flashy, someone who has got stability about them. Oh, Venus and Capricorn. You align with, you love that ascension that they're ahead of you on the, on their career track. That's a good one too. I was just thinking if you had a Venus and Capricorn relationship that they might not be like very showy. They could be more private. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, next, let's, well, let's talk-, talk about the wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Venus, Venus and Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. I say the wild child because this one would be a handful, right? Yeah. Um, this is oftentimes n- number one. It can be the idea just a little more eccentric in, um, the, how they present themselves, uh, what they think is a interesting idea. So con- controversy certainly could be aligned with that energy. And it, it, not that it's immoral or wrong. It could be that they're really into something that other kids aren't. So if we're talking about a child, it might be the kid that's very much into the STEM classes, you know, and so they're really into their math, they're really into their science, but they're, but they don't socialize well as a maybe not as a result, but kind of just kind of as a byproduct of that oftentimes. They can be very, very much into, you know, ideas, uh, new concepts, engineering type of ideas even. Yeah, they I might prefer like the group activities, they might feel more alive when they're with friends or groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because they might have a little bit of a different thinking that Venus and Aquarius, I think that's where like when they find people that are on their wavelength or understand them, they really get in into like that group, the group. Oh, the club, the group. Yeah, absolutely. And now it would be, you could find them all day long going into social media, these subset groups that have very niche interests and, uh, philosophies. Venus and Aquarius might fall in love with someone's brain. Uh, mm-hmm. So a little bit like we talked about with Sagittarius, but that idea of someone that can connect the dots, that can be just very impressive. Like, oh my gosh, you figured that out. Like, how did you do that? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Silicon Valley. That would be a, is a great metaphor for Venus and Aquarius. Yeah. I also think they really need partners who allow them to have independence. Oh, well. That's an understatement. Yes. Yeah. And they may give freedom to each other. They may have more open style relationships even. Yeah. But Venus and Aquarius might be the person that says like, even though we're in a partnership, I want to go to California for two days by myself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then last we have Venus in Pisces. Uh, Venus in Pisces is probably the most romanticized of all the placements of Venus. Uh, sometimes it can be the idea that loving someone to a fault, mm-hmm. yearning, but really falling in love hard, like meeting someone and then just falling in love quickly with them before you even really know them uh, from a, a practical level. 
but you're in love with some aspect about them. And okay, we know these are sometimes not going to be good results, long-term results, but they do have, uh, and this is the part that I love the best here, Venus and Pisces, is they have an inconsistent life. When, when you get someone to sit down and tell you their story, if you've got Venus and Pisces, you're going to have some stories that other people are going to go, how did you get yourself out of that situation? Oh my God, that, you know, what did you do? So there'll be stories like, no, then we, then we, I moved on and then I went into something else. And now look at me today where I'm at. So they have stories that are kind of just the stuff of uh, like a mini series or a soap opera. Yep. I think you kind of touched on it with that idea of jumping into relationships quickly, but you know, I think they just really earn yearn yearn for that connection with people Mm -hmm. you know so they can't they could be the person that maybe overshares you know where you think oh i just saw them last night why do they want to see me again but they can i think they just they want that connection yeah and and professional wise venus and pisces you know probably we probably have a lot of nurses that have venus in pisces i feel your pain I will take care of you. The one, you know, when you get, not everyone has this experience, but sometimes you really feel like, wow, this, this a nurse was so attendant. I mean, it could be a doctor as well. Let's face it. They really went overboard or really, uh, you know, a thought of me and every, uh, in, you know, shared everything they could possibly with me and made me feel comfortable. Venus and Pisces is very good at tending to other people and their needs they read the room so to speak yeah very empathetic very compassionate um from a very physical standpoint they also might need to be around water or they might love to swim even oh immersion is their word immersion venus and pisces they're going to immerse themselves and so the water is just the obvious one a water baby baby absolutely So that concludes our talk on Venus in all 12 of the signs. So um, maybe it was a great refresher. Maybe you learned something new this time that we didn't touch on last time. Um, You know, understanding the natal chart is just a great way to give validation to how you are, you know, because we probably said some things that did sound a little like damning, like, oh my gosh, you know, but maybe you're saying, oh my gosh, that's why. I'm like that. Maybe that's why I am a little standoffish in relationships, or maybe that's why I go all in, in relationships. So hopefully it just gave you some validation on how you've seen yourself live out your life. Hopefully so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please like share, uh, comment of course all of that helps the algorithm uh to help the podcast uh, get picked up by new listeners and of course if you would like to support us in a monetary fashion head over to our website to book a service or you can click on the link buy me a coffee in the comments we look forward to talking to you guys next week take care thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.